Hello and welcome to another episode of Not a UX Designer. Well, if you haven't been here before, this is a podcast about building better products and the people that make it happen. It's uh, a playground for myself as a UX designer or rather as a product designer person who works in the UX design world. Uh, I do product design and digital strategy, but it's really a playground for me to talk and explore with uh, the world of digital innovation, uh, design thinking, design sprints, and many other people that I might interview in the future on the podcast. Uh, So if you haven't been here already, that is what the podcast is about. And welcome to, I think it's the third episode of 2020. I had had pushed this one out a little bit further because um, I wanted to talk about um, the podcast that I, uh, I, I recorded previous to this one so if you're listening to this on uh, on any whatever platform that you're listening to um, on uh, please check out the previous episodes and uh, just uh, have a look at what I have been uh, talking about over the past nine ten months ish uh, since I have launched the podcast um, so jumping into today's topic so um, the question is should you become a UX designer in 2020, right? Obviously, you've read that in the title. And spoiler alert, I think you definitely should become a, uh, a UX designer or at least get into the field of UX design in some sort of way in 2020. I think the market is super open for UX right now and more and more businesses are demanding it because they've seen the immense value that it brings to the table. So I think you should definitely become a UX designer. So if you want to uh, leave the podcast now, <laughs> right now and and go on with the career you can uh, go right ahead uh, but if you want to listen more around what my thoughts are stick around and i will explore this topic a little bit more but before we get into that i think the most important part about the, this podcast is that most design uh, jobs are becoming commodities and it's just becoming pixel pushing around and that's why becoming a ux designer you know uh Uh, brings a little bit um, more value to the customer uh, that you're dealing with or your client rather because you're usually providing a service to them and not necessarily uh, a product Uh, so helping clients build products that make real um, life value for them you know which makes a huge impact onto the bottom line uh, it's 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 what UX design is all about so it's about helping businesses solve real-world problems by bringing uh, desirable and functional products that don't crush and people actually want to use them uh, but I think there is a lot of um, um, jobs that are getting automated like um, just uh, about a year ago or a couple of months ago back in 2020 i think it was around uh some november time obviously the technology wasn't new at that point but uh we're sitting with my colleagues and we had a problem at hand and we wanted to remove a background uh on a photograph that uh we had took so that we could do you know some dodgy photoshop type of work we all call that photoshop right now because we know what photoshop is uh but this you know earlier on in my career about you know 10 14 years ago removing 
backgrounds from photos was a thing that would take a junior mid-level uh, designer some time to really be able to cut out those fine hairs and you know make the picture pixel perfect and you know you would never know what you know what was the real background that was there of course you could you know tell if it was um, edited and it looked a little bit dodgy but it was really good at that point it was something that would consume 15 30 minutes and maybe even hours um, of a graphic designers time but this is something now that can happen in the cloud you can upload a photo and boom there you go you have you know that photo with the background removed uh, it is obviously like it's a junior graphic designer who's doing it but it's just the beginning of the technology so if you give it some time in the next five to ten years it will be even better than that and more and more things can be automated in video editing in photo editing in um you know people are creating deep fakes right now with um computers and this is just where the world is going we're living in the fourth industrial revolution and things are changing computers are taking off fucking jobs and uh that's the reality and um i think that is what we have to face so uh before i get into the main part of this podcast if you like the podcast and if you've been listening to it please rate it or share it that way we can get to climb up on the on the on the whatever platform you're listening on on the charts and we can get recommended to more people and more people can benefit from uh, some of the things that we're sharing here especially in the UX design space within South Africa uh, so it's not really just for our benefit I think it's a win-win situation myself passionately I always believe in win-win situation relationships uh, I would you know barely do anything if there isn't um, really a win solution for the other party I'm really here to be able to help UX designers and people within UX design uh, get into UX design and also be able uh, to be able to influence the US the UX design voice within business to be able to you know get more buy-in to design thinking and you know making businesses that are design led so it's something that is my life purpose right now and it's something that I want more and more organizations to be able to do that's why I think it's such a great time to be alive with more and more UX design being um, being uh, drawn you know it's it's a big demand right now it's it's just more and more UX design that businesses need because they've seen the immense value that it provides so if you like the podcast and if you've listened to some of the episodes already and you really like the conversations that are happening here uh, please do rate and share it and leave a comment on what you think about it what you'd like me to improve on it um, any suggestions of topics that you would like to listen to uh, please let me know in the comments if you can comment um, on whatever platform that you're listening on I distribute this um, this podcast all over the internet so you might be on YouTube you might be on you know whatever um, um, Apple Podcasts. you might be on iTunes you might be anywhere really on Spotify um, but wherever you are if you can um, you know just show me some love you know pounce back 
tell me that you can hear this you're somewhere out there you are live it'll also help other people know about this podcast and learn more about ux design and hopefully we can share a thing or two that can help them take their ux careers a bar higher and level up that bar and be able to create more value for themselves and their families and whatever they're working for in life as well as the clients that they work with uh, i think design has got immense immense value to businesses today and going into the future and i think problem solving as a skill is something that we'll always need to have even when we have computers around uh going forth but i'll save that for another podcast episode later on uh probably later on in the month because i have lined up a couple of interesting people that i really want to talk about uh well not talk about talk with um you know there's really interesting um products that have been coming up in the design sprint space especially in running uh, remote design sprints and how people using you know products like uh, Miro and Mural um, you know which was real-time board before um, that kind of stuff you know for doing remote working people want to put sticky notes on the internet and I think that's such a great thing so anyway let's jump right into it um, I think the first thing that you need to really get your head around if you are getting into UX right now or if you are trying to figure out what UX is, UX design is not an art and a lot of people who are coming you know, from uh, design backgrounds, especially graphic design backgrounds and UI design uh, backgrounds, it's it's not an art people are not looking for pretty pictures and you know things that make them uh energized and fluffy uh, people need real solutions in the world people use products because of specific needs they do not just download another app because you have put it in their face and you know it's got a cool purple logo on it fuck that people want real products that you know i run so i want something to track the kilometers when i'm running and can play music and tell me that you know this is the progress that i have all the other bells and whistles that come with the running apps that's cool but my core need is to run and track my kilometers and you know be able to listen to whatever playlist uh from the app that i want to listen to whether it's apple Podcasts, whether it's spotify or whatever it is that i have on my phone um and what i feel like listening to at that point and that's my core need everything else that apps provide is really the bells and whistles which make it a little bit more attractive of course because that's part of our role as UX designers is to bring the desirability to the products that we build. So talking about that, uh, I'm going to um, get into the second point of this after saying that UX design is not an art. We need to solve real problems, real needs. We need to understand the people that we are solving for and we need to align that with the business, with the core business um, Um, needs and the core business goals uh, that the business has you know to really be able because everything you know um, is 
crunches down to numbers at the end of the day how many people are using the app how much that impacts the bottom line and you know that's where everything boils down to so it's really important that you understand what the business goals are and what your user needs are and find a solution that meets that and what you add on top of that really is bells and whistles the extra added uh, secondary benefits that um, you find in products that is not part of the core solution so moving on um, is that I'm gonna go back to the point that there's a lot of demand for UX um, design more than ever like UX design was the most looked for job on LinkedIn at the end of 2019 and is the most um, advertised job at the end of 2019 within South Africa at least on LinkedIn and I think it's actually still one of the top jobs that you find there uh, definitely not under it's in the top five list definitely it will never go lower than that not in the next year i would think i think the ux design gold rush in south africa right now it's happening um i think we are always a couple of years from the rest of the world when i say the rest of the world i really mean europe and all the other well developed countries uh, that are developed better than us we take a little bit more time to adopt and get into this rhythm and push on you know um, the new ideas in corporates because the bigger corporates with the money is where usually the consulting houses go into that's you know they move terribly slow there's a lot of gates that you need to pass through to be able to get that message through so that's why I think having influence as a ux designer is one of the biggest core skills that is overlooked you know being able to really facilitate those conversations within the organization and you know talk to the right people and being able to influence them to buy in into the design um, thinking culture and being able to you know really turn their companies into design-led organizations um, and i think um the biggest reason to anyone ever being a you know uh, a UX designer in 2020 especially if you're coming from uh, the graphic design background I think pixel pushing is obsolete and you know computers are going to be able to translate our wireframes and apply freaking design kits on them that you know we have predefined at some point and be able to push out products you know much better even with the code you know uh, we finding more and more design tools that you don't have to code so things like graphic design and coding a lot of people are putting you know a lot of workforce into the coding um, world there is a lot of need for developers out there real software engineers but if people are just implementing code that's already there and not being really innovative with how they um, integrate the different platforms in the world and you know solve real needs uh, and not just follow where the money is when they're you know bidding for projects and looking for cool work to um, to 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 work with uh, or cool clients to work with it's really important for 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 people to to understand that um, there is a much bigger context around 
uh, problem solving and a lot of the stuff can be done by computers you know we're getting more tools more design tools that can, that can export code and you can just like export the whole app uh, they, there are there are a lot of platforms that people can use now to start and launch that's why startups you know bit you know the big organization asses when it comes to launching products you know getting the mvp into the market and getting real market feedback i mean startups have got two pressures right they have a runway that they need to run on and if that money runs out they have the risk of getting out of business so they really need to make sure that that happens and because they they carry so much risk they tend to sort of like work in in shorter more focused uh fast attention uh, methods to be able to deliver these products into the market as soon as possible and get an a, an mvp product out of uh, into the market and really start getting customer feedback that way they can start bidding to investors and be able to start um, generating or building uh, rounds of funding around the product and be able to finance this product and stay in business or continue being in business but they definitely need to show value fast and the only way to show value fast is to fail fast so whoever fails the quickest and the most is the guy who wins right uh, because that way you have a quick loop of feedback every iteration that you make on that product so the quicker you fail and the more you fail the better because you understand that you're going through the bad things or the things that are not working within your proposition of your product or the execution of your product so it's either there's something wrong with the idea or there's something wrong with the execution right so those two things need to speak to each other um, how good the idea is and how well it is executed so the learning curve within the ux design space um, is 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 a real round ball curve right like it really it's a real sharp curve so if you try to follow it step by step i think you might get lost in the world of trying to learn what ux design is so i think a better approachable way is to really try and understand what are some of the specialities or rather i would call them silos within ux design there's a lot of overlap within you know ui work ux work uh, CX work whatever they call it out there these days uh, that's why I say I'm not a UX designer I just decided to call myself a product designer uh, and a digital strategy so that we can understand what sort of products that I make and what strategy that I work with right um, I think the whole UX UI role and that kind of stuff it's it's a little bit mixed up for me right now to be able to get into it fully and make sense of it when I'm explaining to somebody what is it that I actually do but there are a lot of skills that I think are overlooked in the UX career world and within your journey people really need to understand that you don't have to be caught up on things like building your portfolio i'm hoping to have a conversation with a very interesting lady uh around building your portfolio i hope she she um she she agrees to do the podcast with me i hope she's listening to this podcast if you are lise um, I'm really looking forward to uh, doing the podcast with you around how can UX designers um, 
build the portfolio fast and be able to show the right skills because she is in a great space you know of the receiving end of uh, applications in the ux world around you know what what she knows what employees are looking for she, she's been hiring uh, ux designers for some time now and she really understands what employees especially in the south african context are looking for uh, for the specific clients that they have in the market and when i say employees in the ux design space these are usually consulting houses uh, that are around south africa there are a couple of big ones i'm not going to get into mention their names or you know um where these people work uh, but there are a couple of big consulting houses that specialized in you know the big um industries like banking telecommunications uh and some of the uh public sectors you know um that are around as well so i think the learning curve is a bit um it's a bit steep but it's a very exciting curve to go through once you've figured out what is happening which silo you fall into most because if you fall into more of the ui work you really enjoy you know the wireframing the prototyping you know getting your creative juices going uh and you would enjoy that type of work but you know if you're more of a strategic person you like to talk to people you like to strategize about stuff you like to use different workshop methodologies to be able to facilitate this conversation and really be able to influence people which i think is the other side of ux which will really raise your bar to the next level if you're already a ux designer and you're struggling with 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 being in the space that you cannot influence what your ideas are around solving a specific problem you are going through seeing the company going through these pain points you know who the right people to talk to but you don't know how to speak to them i want to invite you to a workshop that that i'm doing uh later on uh this month uh and it's called um facilitating better uh workshops and meetings uh and it's really a way a quick exercise that you can apply um in your in your everyday ux world and it it is accompanied by by a couple of more activities that i will provide you within the session if you decide to join me on this session so please go to my website underfermahendry.com for slash events uh and you'll see the upcoming events that are listed there there are a couple of more events that um that i'll be running uh if you're looking to get into the ux design space and you'd like um one-on-one -on -one type of training that i do with very small intimate groups um you know if you want to learn more from the 10 years of experience that i've had in this space and have a real honest opinion and perspective of how i have experienced this world coming from being a ux being a graphic designer getting into the uh, web design space um, and getting into the consulting space and how i got into the mix of human-centered design which evolved into design thinking for me which evolved into more of this um, design sprint type of workshops um, I want to extend that invitation to you to join me for any one of these sessions I am uh, still in the process of putting up uh, the 
design sprint sa meetup but you can join that conversation on the linkedin group already if you have not um, joined it already so the linkedin group is design sprint sa uh, we talk about more than just design sprint i designed i decided to call the group design sprint sa because it was something that i really wanted to bring um, attention to people because i think there's immense value to ux designers learning design sprints because this really teaches you different methods so most of the most of the methods that um, I will be talking about uh, within that workshop um, are based on, you know, design sprints and how you can apply these different methods in your day-to-day -day UX work. So I think that is my invitation to you, but that is the learning curve that you have to go through if you want to get into this uh, UX design space. Uh, if you decided to get into it, you know, understand the silos, understand what is happening, you know, before you decide to focus on one specific thing, whether you want to go for the UX UI designer role, that's my favorite, uh, or you want to go for a product designer role, or you want to get into the customer experience role, or you want to get into the service design role, or you want to get into, there's many different roles that you can get in, in this UX um, career world uh, but yeah there is a learning curve but I think it's a super exciting one and it's filled up with a lot of ways that are still being cooked up and methods that are still working uh, but I would like to invite you to some of my sessions anyway so if you go to fermahendry.com forward slash events the link should be somewhere in the description somewhere somehow uh, I'll try to put it in there so I think influence like I was saying earlier on is a huge part of what UX design is because there is a lot of need for buy-in into design and UX design as a whole more than there is uh, just uh, a need for UX design. As much as more companies are demanding more and more UX designers, they still really don't understand how UX designers bring the value. They still try to solution and you know uh, come up with their own solutions for what they think their customer needs are using the old methods that they have and that's why they have ux designers on board and i don't think a lot of companies that are onboarding ux designers give ux designers the platform for them to do their thing you know they're always sort of like instructing and telling ux designers what to do so i think being able to influence the customer that you're working with or the team or the design lead or whoever is calling the shots within that team is really important and it's a really core skill for me i would think uh it's something that i've struggled over the years uh to do but it's something that i've started seeing more and more value and better and better results when it comes to providing value and getting buy-in you know when it comes to using design methods to solve the problems and being able to have the freedom to do the work that you know you were actually hired and why you are there and what you're there for so I think that is one of the things that separates some of the most successful designers uh, you have and that's basically just getting buy-in um, you know however you you influence some of it has got a lot of business techniques involved but I think most of it is really about uh, being able to facilitate conversations having um, the the 
I think it is really important when you're trying to influence your client and you know be able to um, have more value as a UX designer so I think facilitation being more influential uh, and when I say facilitating I really mean facilitate everyday conversations having the right tools in your bag as a UX designer to be able to facilitate these conversations gives you an upper hand and really levels and you know levels your career up uh, it takes that bar a little bit higher and you'll be able to provide more value for the clients that you're working with and be able to get more buy-in so i would like to invite you to the session that i'll be running again later on i think it's actually on the 5th of march if i'm not mistaken but you can look up you know on my events page that's on verimahenry.com forward slash events uh if you want to see that workshop and other workshops that i'll be doing with designers again i said the groups are small and intimate so if you want to book your seat book it now uh i know some of them are happening in two to three months from now but if you want to book your seat book it now because i'm not going to have big sessions they're going to be probably 15 to 30 seats the most so i want them to be very small and intimate that way i'll be able to really um, share the experiences that i've had as a ux designer and some of you know translating some of that learning that i've had in my career uh, into the people that sign up for this session so that i can add more value and really be able to have better connection with the group and be able to really provide a higher um, level of value that they can walk away with and apply into the UX careers uh, as they go into. So learn how to facilitate better conversations and meetings uh, and take control of the conversation um, when you are having um, design design conversations in your day-to-day -day UX design roles. So again, recapping, UX design is not art, it's about problem solving, right? So if you think you're doing art, then you're probably better off doing art, right? Don't get into UX design. So if you're into problem solving and you want to solve real-world problems with design, then get into your UX design, understand the different silos or specialities or expertise that you can get into within UX design and then choose which one or which ones you want to get into. Again, the learning curve is hard but using there's a lot of resources online that you can use other than myself. Um, but the learning curve is hard, but really an exciting one once you really choose what you want to get into and enjoy it, get into it. So do you want to get into the UX design role in 2020? I think you should. And if you want to get into um, this uh, career line, uh, and you're not a UX designer already or if you're already a UX designer and you you know want to you know raise the bar and get to the next stage of your career uh, please let me know in the comments wherever you're listening to this thing again I said I broadcast this thing all over the internet so you might be listening to it on Spotify or uh, YouTube or whatever it is wherever you listen to your podcast uh, if you can comment please let me know 
uh, why you want to get into UX design, what's stopping you from getting to the next stage of your career. And let's have that conversation. And let me see if I can connect you with some people that, you know, can give you this advice if I cannot give it to you myself. Uh, and maybe just direct you into some of the online resources that are out there. There's tons of information I understand and the internet can become a very confusing space to be in if you don't know what you're looking for and what you need to know. Uh, so feel free to reach out. My website is from myhenry.com. Uh, I'm out and I'll see you in the next podcast. Yeah. Going, going in, man. Yo. Uh, going in. <laughs>